Hi everyone, welcome to episode 8 of Unapologetic. This is Adriana and today I'm here with Truchi. Hi guys. And uh, we have the pleasure of speaking with Pilar Adams today. Pilar works as an event manager at Coco & Co and Halo & Co. She's passionate and brings a fresh new dynamic to event planning while traveling the globe and executing immersive brand events. So welcome Pilar, how are you doing today? Thank you. What an introduction. <laughs> I'm feeling a, I'm, I woke up with a bit of a sore throat. So don't mind my sexy voice, ladies. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. So we're just going to go ahead and uh, get into the first question. I just would like you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, kind of your education and like your work experience background. Okay, okay. So I I actually was super interested in going into journalism originally. Okay. So I used to live in Ottawa with my family. I thought I wanted to study journalism at Ryerson. But then one of my teachers in high school was like, oh, have you heard of radio television arts at Ryerson? And I was like, I actually haven't. But you know, when you're so set in something, I was like, no, I really want to go into journalism journalism please don't change my mind decided to apply for radio television arts anyway almost didn't submit the application because it had so many assets and the day that it was due I was like of course tech was going wrong something wasn't working always (laughs) Um, and I was like do I even submit it and I'm like no I have to like I've gone too far so I ended up submitting it and then I got called to Toronto to do an interview So I was like, okay, like I'll go for the interview. At this point, I had already been accepted for journalism. So I was kind of like ready to attack that field. And I was like, still, I'll go for the interview. Twist my arm. Um, (laughs) I came to Toronto, had an interview, and I was like, wow, maybe this is what I want to do. Like it really took speaking to someone in the program and hearing what he had to say about how the program really collaborated with the writing portion but also like hosting broadcasts behind the scenes on air and I was like you know what I'm down for this so I ended up going to Ryerson for radio television arts moving to Toronto which I love I really feel like it's home at this point um and I did an internship in third year at the Marilyn Dennis show so I was helping out like in the live television realm it's what I thought I wanted to be in um after going through that experience i just didn't feel super fulfilled in it i was like you know live television isn't really what i thought i wanted let me try public relations so that led me to halo and co where i on the pr side and then i'm like oh no pr is not for me (laughs) it's just it's kind of a little bit of a a kiss-ass industry mm-hmm. and I just find that's not where I can find myself long term I think it's great for anyone to have PR experience it teaches you a lot about who you are mm-hmm. and the way that people behave um so I was looking for jobs towards the end of my PR internship and my managing partner was saying no I, I'd love for you to stay on and I'm like listen I love you and the team <laughs> but I I can't like I need to find something that's going to fulfill me. And especially when I'm working such long days, like PR is exhausting hours, morning to night. You always have to be on here and on your phone. Um, so then 
a lot of back and forth occurred like within the company and she was suggesting to work for her managing partner on the event side and I'm like you know like I don't I don't know about events like I did one event actually with Ryerson when I worked for the student union which is totally gone to shit right now Um, (laughs) (laughs) where Miguel was like the the headliner with Joey Badass so I helped the events guy put it on and I was like that was so much fun like I super I was super involved in that um, experience, but that was all I had really touched with events. So then when she was asking me to go with her managing partner, I was still a little bit unsure. I'm like, you know, like I I was already interviewing at other places. Um, And she was like, no, no, like, please. Like, she's like, try it for a month. Try it for a month. If you hate it, leave. So I was like, okay, I'll try it for a month. And then now I've been there almost two years later wow. <laughs> traveling doing events with my boss lady Katrina Smart she has been such a mentor to me and she's the one who really got me invested in this industry and I'm happy with the decision but I just find it funny how all those twists and turns like I thought I wanted journalism yeah. mm-hmm. I thought I wanted live television you know what didn't know about events it's so relatable because like like I said like right before we hit record I'm just I'm just about to graduate and I'm looking for a like I know I want to do marketing but I have no idea like what field of marketing and like for anyone out there who's like having the same experience like you have to go out there and actually try things out first before you decide because you might go into something and realize oh my gosh like I totally hate this like you know what the hell did I do to myself like I don't want to do this but like be open to like new experiences because you're not gonna like the first thing that you get into you just have to give it like a chance so and I find we're all so stubborn like Mm -hmm. we think we know exactly what we want what we need and then you do it and you're like fresh perspective the other thing is like find like people are so hard on themselves like you're only in your 20s like you really don't have to have it all like figured out and the truth is like I don't think you ever will have it all figured out even like in your 40s like life just goes so many like ups and downs like you're never gonna fully have it figured out your needs and wants are always gonna change Mm-hmm. 100%. and I feel like um now that we're talking about how you said that you we always think that we have one direction to go to um I remember in one of our panels one of our guest speakers she was like she had such a tunnel vision like HR was the thing that she was going to do until she got um introduced to a whole new field where she's doing so well in um yeah but uh, something that you mentioned you said that when you were in the radio industry and then you moved into public relations um when your manager asked you to stay you said no and like you were like no this isn't what I want to do I feel like something that I personally struggle with is saying no to people when I'm not a hundred percent wanting to do something I always just like take on too much instead of like saying no when it's time for me to stop do you want to like mm-hmm. tell us about how you have the courage to say no and like stand up for yourself because I think that's something that's so important for us to learn of course well I find it funny because I'm not really a no gal like (laughs) I I say a lot of yes to people and then I I often regret it I'm like why did I agree to this I don't have time and I end up really sacrificing my personal health and etc to impress someone else, to satisfy someone else's needs and fulfill that. But in this particular case, I just figured I would, I felt so strongly about not staying in the industry mm-hmm. that I was like, I had my taste, I had my experience, and now I want to really do something where I feel as though I can grow and build 
and and lean into what I want to do. Like your job becomes so much of who you are Mm -hmm. and dealing with confrontation and having to say no is something that scares me and I feel uncomfortable with it. But the more I see and witness confrontation and see the result of it, I'm like, you know what? It's not so bad. At the end of the day, if this is bothering me and I'm not feeling content or it's it's causing my energy to be off with the room, mm-hmm. I feel like it's my almost responsibility to say, you know what, listen, when you said this, really, it's, it's sitting like wrong with me. So I feel like maybe just understand where you were coming because I know that it wasn't a world or just meet it that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, like, really good advice. And I think that's something so important for everyone to understand, too. Like, say no when mm-hmm. you're not Yeah, I also feel on. like sometimes as women, we're, like, always expected to, like, say yes to everything. And, yeah. um, like, I know that's definitely, like, something I've, I've, like, kind of been taught maybe, like, indirectly. So it's sometimes really important to, like, know that, like, even if you hurt somebody else's feelings, sometimes you got to, like, watch out for yourself and, like, know what's best for you. Yeah, so, definitely really important. Because at the end of the day, everyone's doing what's best for them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, like that's what you have to keep in mind when you're like, I feel bad saying this. It's like, but if this person was in your position, would they think do of the how same? they would respond. Yeah. Yeah. Like for would sure. they would they feel bad about it? <laughs> like <Mm-mm>. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um before we get into like why you got into event planning i also want to ask one more question um i actually had no idea that you were from ottawa and then you moved to toronto for school so do you want to tell us about like your transition because i know a lot of us um are like moved away from their family for school and stuff and i think ottawa to toronto is a big jump like what do you say so tell us about your experience so i had only visited toronto actually two times before i moved Mm-hmm. And I just, when I came here, I was like, I want to live here. Like, I wanted a city. I came from suburbs in Ottawa. So I had to drive 25 minutes to get anywhere. Like, I had my own car. I was like, oh, I felt I spent a lot of time in the car. But at that point, I wasn't faced by it until I moved here. So when I moved in 2014, I stayed in residence at Ryerson. So that was a big accelerator in meeting people obviously Mm -hmm. so many different people are coming from different positions and different towns like a lot of vancouver people people from the states um and that was the opportunity to meet people uh, and socialize and the university really like facilitated a lot of that um but i found the jump from like the suburbs to such a large city was like i loved it some people are like it's not for them but I love walking everywhere. I love the hustle. I like the busyness. I feel like I'm always like on the go. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to go somewhere when I'm home. Like my house is like my stomping ground. Like I come, I change, I shower, redo my makeup, go. Come back, <laughs> go. Like it's always just like an in-between for me because mm-hmm. I'm always in and out. Yeah. yeah. Like I come from, like I'm from Oakville. So like Okay. I, like, love the suburbs. Like, there's just something about, like, the quiet neighborhood that I love. And, like, sometimes it just, like, makes me nervous. Like, I'm looking for jobs in Toronto, and I'm just, like, I don't know. Like, I kind of like only hauling my groceries up, like, a tiny flight of stairs into my kitchen. Like, I don't know if I want to, like, 
carry my groceries up like two flights of stairs like there's things like that about living in Toronto that I'm just like "Mm, like I don't know if I could like I don't know if I could do it but like everyone talks about Toronto being like such a good experience and like being a lot of fun like so. I, I'm also from, I'm from Newmarket, so that's also very yeah. different from the city. Um, and then same as you, like I have my own car. I've honestly never been on public transit until I came to Brock for school because <laughs> I just had a car. I drove everywhere yeah. because it's such like a small town. Um, but your view looks absolutely gorgeous and that's something where yes. I would want <laughs> to be. Like your place is so cool. Um, do you want to yeah. move on and talk about the Yeah, absolutely. Industry? So kind of like more moving into like the event planning um like when you first got into it like what are some of the challenges that you faced or some of the things you learned along the way that have helped you like build it build yourself in the career and like do better events in the future and stuff like that I feel like it's interesting with event planning because every event is so different like even though I'm doing two birthday parties in a weekend they're both very different people right yeah so managing those expectations is something that will always like sometimes people most of the time everyone is is happy with the result but to get there I swear to you things go wrong left right and center yeah so being able to just keep your cool and think you know what that sold out what's our alternative it's always solution oriented and not like oh my god I'm gonna have a meltdown like this is also sold out there's just so many things that are are thrown at you along the process so with that you just become quicker with experience you become faster on thinking on your feet and being able to deal with it and not taking like xyz so personally I find that's a problem that I struggle daily it's like my vendor won't have something or like something falls through on that end which I've done my part like Mm -hmm. I've done the reach out I've sent the requirements etc so then when they come back to me and say I I can't fulfill it I'm like what like what can I do now Mm -hmm. like then I'm basically changing the world to find one thing for somebody because it becomes you know it becomes my problem and my responsibility yeah so I'm I'm really close to it and I think in order to be in the event planning business and even like film and television you have to love it you spend hours and hours and it's just it's a lot of work mm-hmm. um bouncing off of what you just said about event planning and stuff I caught that you said that you have like to plan two um birthday parties like during the weekend um question how do you make time for yourself because I know event planning is like one of that industry where it's always just go 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 like you mentioned um and sometimes we really need to sit back and relax and make time for ourselves how do you do it it's so true (laughs) it's like I I find I always prioritize myself last which you shouldn't do Mm because then you look back and you're like wow I said no to so many things because of work Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm still so young so I have the time to kind of break that habit almost like yes work's important and it is my priority right now being in my young 20s and wanting to build myself my career my network Mm -hmm. um but I think just having like a Sunday where I just spend the day in bed watching, binge watching whatever has just come out, doing a face mask, taking time to cook. I'm always on the go. I find it really hard to like make things at home. It's like something I'm working on. <laughs> um, so just being able to be like in my house and 
kind of put my phone down. I like giving myself an hour away from my phone. It doesn't seem like much, but for me, like sometimes I get into the habit of just being glued to it and feeling like I have to refresh my email every few minutes and it's like mm-hmm. chill, no one's time. especially with like especially with like event planning being so 24 7 and like sometimes you really like don't get time to yourself like I I know that we've had like I've like spoken to a couple of other like people like in event management and like event planning and it's really like you have to be on it sometimes 24 7 so just putting your phone away is something that can be like really really helpful yeah All right. And so just again, like moving on from the event planning, I know that you've done like a couple of blogs for uh, Coco and Co. And I was just wondering, like, what advice do you have for anyone who potentially wants to start blogging or is into writing, but doesn't know really where to start? And and, like, just things like that. Like, what advice would you give? I feel like my my first and most important piece of advice is to just start. Mm -hmm. So many people talk about wanting to start and they're interested in this and that, but they just, they're waiting. And it's like, for what? You know, it, it takes nothing to start a word blog, a WordPress blog, sorry. It's free actually. And even maybe you start in short form, like you really ramp up your Twitter account and like engage with more people. And then in that, like, what, what do you like? Do you like connecting with people? Okay, like build your engagement on Instagram. That doesn't necessarily mean, oh, I'm, I'm going to set an unrealistic follower goal and I need to fulfill that and I'm so set on the number. But actually think of the people who are behind these profiles and accounts and how you can connect with them, reach out to people to go for coffee. Like yeah. people are kind of scared and hesitant to do, do it. But on the other end of things, at the end of the day, that other person is happy to meet you for coffee and tell them about their experience if they have the time. Yeah, something that I've heard from, like, networking events is, like, don't be afraid to, like, reach out to people because people love to talk about themselves and, like, tell you about themselves. And, like, the reality is that, like, more times than not, people actually do want to help you. And if they see, like, a passion and a drive for you, like, they will make time to help you and, like, give you advice or, like, whatever that you need. So, like, don't, don't be afraid to, like, reach out to people and, like, you actually want to like have a conversation with them like I know a lot of the time like a few people in my like age will just like LinkedIn somebody and like just send them a message yeah. and like hope the person will get back to them but like make an effort to actually go have an in-person conversation like that's where you build connections mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then that person will have you top of mind yeah. for future for sure. if anything comes right yeah. yeah you really just got to put yourself out there um so like being women and in like this industry or in event planning and stuff I know that this is a very competitive um atmosphere so like throughout your Mm -hmm. experience not just work experience or even like in university like what was some um competition that you faced or some challenges that you faced that helped you um grow as a person and grow in your industry as well yeah um I genuinely feel like being in RTA the radio television arts program at Ryerson Mm -hmm. It was such a competitive mm-hmm. setting. Like everyone is talented, you know, like they handpick the people who are in the program. So wanting to challenge yourself every day and knowing that everyone else is doing that is something so motivating yet so challenging, right? Like you kind of think, is this good enough? 
like what's this person doing it's it's so hard to not compare yourself to others in these industries um but what what brings you back is like you're here for a reason like i keep seeing these repeated posts on social where it's like you like you were chosen to sit at the table so stop doubting like these people have so much doubts like they're like wait like this person's so much better than me and it's like but you're here so Mm -hmm. take advantage of the people who are surrounding you um I found in in the television industry it's it is male dominated okay so I think with my experience I just felt I always had to be on top of my game which is something that I I challenge myself to do regardless of like the men involved, et cetera. Um, but when we we actually for my thesis project shot like a pilot episode to a scripted drama series. So that was like something like I have never done before and I directed it and helped like write the script. But on set we had like our our videographer was a male our sound people were men it was just like me my writer was female and then another female on the team so it was like kind of that imbalance of like dominant male like these people are not shy so for you to just you have to level up like you have to be on that level and do your best like at the end of the day it's kind of just feeling out people's energy and just being able to work with different personalities mm-hmm. is something that everyone will be challenged with in every industry. So being able to know what you want and really be in tune with how you're feeling, which is something I've learned, like energy vibes and just who you connect with, who you don't connect with. Like, try not to let that get in the way of the success of the end goal, right? Mm-hmm, you yeah. both want this thing to succeed. So why are we fighting each other people get so caught up in in their competition and like trying to like beat one another but you're in the same game like you have a common goal like sometimes it just and i've even seen it like in the workplace like i've seen like people have like an attitude towards each other but it's like you have one common goal like leave that aside whatever like you have to learn to deal with other people's personalities but like when you're at Mm -hmm. work or in a professional setting or whatever and you're part of a team you have one common goal like look towards each other's strengths not like each other's negatives and like something else that I actually really liked was like when you said like you can't be shy about like speaking up and like being there I feel like women are so taught like not to draw attention to ourselves and like men are the total opposite and sometimes when you're in that situation you know what like there's no more time to be shy like be as loud as you can like make yourself be heard and like people yeah. will listen to you mm-hmm. yeah and it just reminds me of a story actually because a good friend of mine she works at a tech like sales company so male dominated she's been there for about like a year and a half and she was like you know what like p i'm really thinking about asking for a raise i was like yeah i was like you've been there a year and a half people get annual raises like this is you're loyal to the company you see a future you see growth so why not express that she's like I'm so nervous and I I totally relate to that but I'm like a man would never be like I'm nervous I know for more money they never would be and it's like why and are we like, yeah 
she's like, she's like, oh, like I'm only gonna ask for like five k. I'm like, no, honey. Like, go bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the worst that that company does is bring her down. But yeah. to start low, they're gonna go low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So start sure. high, and then you meet in the middle and have a compromise number. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that also goes with like breaking out of your comfort zone, how we were talking about earlier. Um, it's just so hard. Like if you're such a shy person, it's so hard to like mm-hmm. really just speak up for yourself and break yeah. out of your comfort zone. But at the end of the day, if you want something, you have to do what it takes to really get it. You really do have to it's put true. yourself in like uncomfortable situations, situations to actually grow. Otherwise, you'll just day end up. Out. Yeah, like you, you'll just end up in the same loop if you don't with the same people and like the same job and like I feel like if you look back at your life 20 years you'll just be like I really should have put myself out there more yeah and like and to have that regret like who wants that yeah right and you know what like if you fail you fail so what like get up and do it again like it's not the end of the world Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. for sure all right so um moving on to our last question I just want to know, like, what advice would you give your younger self, kind of like the Pilar that was just about to graduate, and, like, what would you say to yourself, like, knowing what you know now? <laughs> Ooh. Girl. Hot <laughs> 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 Or, like, what advice I, would you give to someone I, who's just about to graduate? I feel like, like we've spoken about just being open, yeah. And being like unapologetically yourself mm-hmm. at your podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> but just, I feel like when you do graduate and you basically enter what universe, uh, what high school teachers love to say, the real world, um, you, <laughs> you come out there and it's just, it's a whole different experience. And I feel like when you're in like the, institutions you feel like a pressure to kind of fit in and and be associated with this clique or whatever we want to call it but in the real world um, there's so many different types of people so you're gonna meet the right people and gain the right friends by being yourself like there's no you don't need to try to fit into anywhere because it's it's so broad that no one gives a shit about that post-university, post-high school, yeah. you know? Um, I also think trying new things, like we said, stepping out of your comfort zone. I see a repeated quote where it says, like, the worst place to be is in your comfort zone. Yeah. Because you, you don't grow, you don't learn, and you don't put yourself out there at all. Um, and I think go with your gut is something that I've always believed in. Like, everyone has that instinct when something's going to be wrong, and that typically is right, your feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I've definitely gotten myself into situations where I go in thinking, like, I'm, I'm a little uneasy about this. Like, something isn't right, and I can't put it into words, and then I do it anyway, and I find out, like, I should not have done that. you know yeah we've all been there (laughs) yeah (laughs) relatable content so just just do it like write put your pen to paper don't be shy to to do what you love and to try it out and go after your passion and take on those risks even if you 
don't see where the return could be because in in those situations it's often the greatest return Mm -hmm. yeah you are so right like if you're just unapologetically you you will find people that you vibe with and people that you fit in with and like if you're always pretending to be someone else you're missing so many opportunities that could like truly make you happy and like be who you want to be and get you where you want to be exactly yeah like if someone doesn't want to be around with you you don't vibe with them like move on like there are people yeah you don't exactly like Like, you will find people that you connect. yeah like you will find people that you connect with Mm-hmm. So, awesome well thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today we really appreciate it it was really of nice course, talking to you ladies. it was awesome. amazing you advice too. that you shared yes thank you so Go much ahead. i hope i hope everyone took something from it <laughs> <Hopefully. Yeah. laughs> but thank you so much and good luck with everything i'm excited to hear thank you i, I need to go back and listen to all your episodes yes yeah, they're amazing <laughs> and even thank to the people you. who are listening go yes. back and listen to all of them if you haven't <laughs> um and yeah we'll see you we'll talk to you on our next episode see bye you guys, guys.